Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, everyone. This is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor, the website where research findings and police science are brought to the law enforcement practitioner. I'm here with your weekly dose of police science snippets, and this week it's police science snippets number 101, which means I've been doing this for 101 weeks. And um, I hope that you still enjoy it. If you come across any research that you think is practical, actionable, and applicable, then please do send it through because it's not that easy to find research um, that is not very extremely specific or very abstract. Um, and I try to select bits that are actually suitable for frontline practitioners like yourselves. So this week I've got three snippets as usual. And the first one is about police diversion on arrest. So diversion is basically dealing with an offender in such a way that they are not rooted through the criminal justice system. They're not going through prison, for example. If it's if we're talking about court diversion, they find someone guilty and then find some other um program for them to go through instead of prison. But we are talking about police diversion at arrest where the police have the opportunity to, rather than prosecute them, deal with them in different ways. It was found that police diversion programs are associated with reducing recidivism and recidivism's reoffending and lowering costs, although there's little association between program participation and improved behavioral health. So their behavioral health does not necessarily um, increase. However, it does lead to so offenders that are diverted to these programs by police when they're arrested rather than taken through the court and prison, they have reduced uh, reoffending rates and it's also cheaper for society. Police diversion programs can be seen as one major social justice strategy to reduce dependence on mass incarceration to resolve social problems. The link to the original article and all these snippets have been emailed out to the Police Science Doctor email list subscribers. If you are not one of those yet, and if you want to be, it's free. Just Google Police Science, go to the website Police Science Doctor, and then enter your details into the form that pops up or that's at the bottom of every page. And you will get these snippets emailed to you every Tuesday, along with the links to the original articles. So you can, um, this is not my research that I'm sharing here. It's research that has been published all over the world and peer reviewed in um, scientific journals. The second snippet for this week is about, um, or set, it, it, the, way, the way I called it is, or the way the article is called actually, is places make people suspicious. Drug suspects, especially black individuals, can become susceptible to heightened police scrutiny because of their presence in stigmatized criminalized areas as place-based conditions are well-established predictors of police behavior. Now, this, this sort of makes sense. We all um, respond and behave differently based on where we are. If we are in a very large symphony concert hall, we're going to perhaps feel less on edge and less threatened by people walking past than if we were walking through um, a dark alleyway in, in the night um, and, you know, sort of hoping that we're not going to get mugged. You know, just, just um, talking about stereotypes here, but we do adjust our behavior according to where we are. Police do that as well. 
obviously, if they are in a high crime area, they're much more likely to be um, facing offenders and offences and coming across them. So they need to have a heightened level of um, attention and perhaps scrutiny. So that's perhaps a necessary um, necessary side effect of where they are and of the job they do. So this has been found that actually people are, if you are whoever you are, depending on where you are, might make you more likely to be scrutinized by police or less likely to be scrutinized by police. And this effect is even stronger for black people. And the third snippet for today is about upgrading microplaces of crime. Crime concentrates in relatively few microplaces. So these are small um, small units of um, location. And changes at a small proportion of locations can have a considerable influence on a city's overall crime level. So if we manage to reduce the crime in some of these micro levels, micro areas even, that has an overall effect on the whole crime area, on the whole level of crime in that, in that city. Building permits, as in private investment in developing the area, and code enforcement, which is ensuring compliance with rules, regulations, and laws, are significantly associated with reductions in crime on these street segments across all cities, with spatial diffusion of benefits to nearby segments. So, if you've got these microplaces of high crime look of high crime occurrence or incidents in cities, if you're investing in that area, investing in making that area better by, for example, private development. So people have planning permissions or companies have planning permissions to put new buildings there, improve the buildings that are already there. That has a crime reducing effect. And also when there's more enforcement of um, um, rules and regulations and the laws in that area, that also reduces crime effect and it has a diffusion of benefits. So that means that even though these permits and these enforcement activities might only be taking place in these micro locations, they have um, a benefit on the areas joining them. So it's it's almost like a um, ripple effect. So they, they benefit as well through crime reduction um, or have the effect of crime reduction in those areas. So these were the three snippets for today. Um, I hope that you found them useful and I will see you again next week. And remember, if you want to get this email to you, just subscribe to the Police Science Doctor email list. It's free and I'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.